A Weekend with Jason Dacey replay from Money FM 89.3. We're looking ahead to the final day of the Premier League season on Sunday with Neil Humphreys, who writes on football for the new paper, wrote a very popular column this week about the crazy wild week we've seen in the uh, different European competitions and, of course, Liverpool against Spurs in the Champions League final, Arsenal against Chelsea in the Europa League final, just as we were saying how uh, poor the you know English teams are looking, especially in the Champions League. We've got an all-English uh, final in both major European competitions, Neil. But this is all setting things up nicely, isn't it, for the final day of the season with Manchester City in pole position to win consecutive Premier League titles. But everyone dreaming, even neutrals like you and me, dreaming of uh, Liverpool maybe snatching their first ever Premier League title. Well, it's every aspect of this title running is unbelievable. And I believe, you just mentioned it there, I think you're absolutely correct. I can't recall six or seven days like the last six or seven days we've had. It started with Vincent Company scoring mm. that man. That man, the, you know, the skipper of Manchester City, had not taken a shot outside the box since 2013. But something <laughs> right. in his brain right. said, no, no, I'm going to shoot. Wow. Even Sergio Aguero on the pitch, Raheem Sterling on the pitch, was shouting, don't shoot, Vinny, mm. don't shoot. They were shouting at him, don't shoot. He shoots, it flies into the top corner. That Give them was the three start points, of it. right? Give them a much three need. Points. It looks like they were going to be held to a draw, wasn't well, that it? that would have been it, I think. Yeah. I think the momentum would have shifted across to Liverpool, literally, mathematically, and also psychologically. Mm. Um, then, of course, you had the Champions League shenanigans, comebacks. Oh, incredible. I mean, it's now in the in the distance, in the rear vision mirror, but what a week it was. And to see, you know, a 4-0 win for Liverpool against mighty Barcelona, keeping Barcelona to a clean sheet, when you've got the likes, you know, Suarez and Messi and, you know, Coutinho and everybody else. And then Tottenham going to Ajax and getting that result. And, with... hard, and uh, arguably more difficult because they were 3-0 down at half time. So they yeah. only had 45 minutes to get it done. Mm. We have a situation now, Jason, where the top six, every team in the top six can win a trophy. We don't know who's going to win it except Manchester United. <laughs> I mean, the Manchester United fans must be crying oh, at the moment. Can you imagine? It's the last weekend of the season mm. and every team in the top six can win a trophy. And yet one of those teams can't win a European <laughs> trophy, but they can win a treble. Yes. And that's Manchester City. Yes. Manchester City out of Europe, but they can win a treble that everyone's forgot about. Mm. It's insane. Yeah. Manchester City are two games, just two games away from winning something that no team has ever done in mm. the history of English football. Yeah, we're easy to forget then, aren't we? A complete domestic treble. Yeah. Never been done. That's, Never. That's tri- lots yeah, of doubles, yeah, yeah. lots of odd trebles, mm. like with a European trophy mm. thrown in. Like Liverpool, remember, with 2001, they won a, a European... They won uh, five trophies that season. Yeah, they did, yeah. But they had that um, UEFA Cup, didn't That's they? right. Man, you did a treble, but mm. it was the Champions League. Mm. Uh, Liverpool had a few trebles with uh, in the 80s, but they were mm. odds, odds and ends kind of trebles. Yeah. This is the first domestic treble. No one is talking about it you're absolutely right everybody I'm guilty of this you're guilty of this is talking about Liverpool (laughs) because you can't help it this was the 30th anniversary of Hillsborough this is a club that has a monkey on its back like no other club in English football they are the second biggest club in the world British club without a shadow of a doubt and this is where I give Singaporeans Malaysians Southeast Asians a lot of credit because they've got this reputation 
Oh, I've been a Manchester City fan right up to the moment I stopped supporting Man U, right? We've got a terrible reputation for being bandwagon jumpers, right? And there's yeah. some truth of that. Arsenal shirts become Tottenham shirts, become City shirts. You do see that mm. a bit in Orchard Road. However, Liverpool fans like a punishment, like being in purgatory, mm. have stuck with Liverpool. It's become a father-to-son thing, hasn't it, in it this has, part of the world? It has, yeah. Badge of honour. Yeah. My dad, my granddad, mm. my great-granddad was Liverpool, so I'm Liverpool. But they're rubbish. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's a badge of honour. Yeah. I know, you know, I know brothers mm. in Singapore. One is Man U, one is mm. Liverpool. And it becomes this real tense, mm. simmering yeah, rivalry. Yeah. So they've had 29 years of failure, 29 mm. years of Man U rubbing their noses in it. Mm. And they've got the 30th anniversary of Hillsborough. And the other thing, the last thing, they're a likeable team. They are a genuinely likeable team. They, they, are. they, they have are. no divas. No. You know, you've got Mo Salah, who practically, I, it's a storm now, right? If he walked here, Mo Salah, he'd walk on water. <laughs> Mo Salah. <laughs> oh, would, we love him. We'd yeah, cross then. the SPH oh, forecourt yeah, yeah. walking on oh, water. Yeah, yeah. They we love, love him. him. Yeah. And what a manager. I mean, oh, what a likeable yeah. yes, manager. Yeah. You know how he ingratiates himself with the Liverpool community? Mm-hmm. He goes and plays lawn bowls with, yeah. with Liverpool retirees yeah. and they talk tactics mm-hmm. while they're playing lawn bowls. Mm-hmm. You can't not like this guy, uh, yeah. can you? He's so likeable. And, you know, you wrote your column about uh, the craziness of the last few days and the craziness of the season. And I wrote a column about being a, a fan in Southeast Asia and, and trying not to watch these games because, look, it it's 3 a.m. kickoffs and it throws our body system yeah, yeah. completely out of whack. So there was a big storm, a bit like today. Uh, there was a big storm um, on Tuesday night, uh, early hours of Wednesday morning. My daughter ran into our bedroom. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> she always, any excuse, of course, but yeah, of she doesn't course. like hearing the thunder and all that. So I looked down at the phone. Liverpool 1-0 up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's respectable. Yeah. And then, you know, if she's faffing around with, with the, my daughter and all that, refresh the page. 3-0 up. Then you got to get up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't. I cut the cord. I don't have any coverage anymore right. in, uh, in my course. place. But you know, so I'm like, kind of following it. I'm following it, and then I'm like, oh, look, they're not going to keep a clean sheet against Barcelona. Of course, of course, they can't. You know, because they're, they're going to be attacking and they're going to leave exposure at the back. Anyway, page refreshes. 4 yeah. nil, uh, and then I must have fallen asleep and woke up again, and I see four nil, and then. I could barely sleep. I was so excited. I'm not a, I mean, uh, like you, I, I like Liverpool, but I'm not a fan. Mm. I you know I've had a lot of uh, interaction with Liverpool players. Emil Heskey, I brought to Singapore. and we John Barnes, of course. John Barnes and, you know, Stefan Anshaw and, and lots more. You know, Didier Armand, I've known them all quite well. Uh, so, I, and of course, Craig Johnston, the old timers remember him, the Australian player that was at Liverpool in the 80s. So I'm really happy for Liverpool, but it's funny, isn't it, how our whole lives are turned upside down in the middle of the night. And no one realizes this in the other side of the world. No. And it's a whole phenomenon, but it doesn't lessen the passion that people in Southeast Asia have for the likes of Liverpool and Tottenham. I've got a lot of friends who are Tottenham fans. There's an unusually high amount of Tottenham fans here in Liverpool, uh, in uh, Singapore, isn't there? It's so true what you say about the timing, because I always laugh when I when I've been fortunate enough to cover World Cups and European Championships and English Premier League games you watch the British journalists they're sitting back they're smoking cigars they're having a whiskey because they're time difference if the match <laughs> finishes at 5pm UK time yeah. they've got until 9 o'clock to yes. file you yeah, know yeah. within reason yeah. 
as you know, you've got to file on the minute. Yeah, yeah. And file means send the story through. Send the story yeah. through. That's right. Yeah. Email the story through. You've got to do it within seconds, if mm. not before. And you have to keep changing. As you said on your uh, social media posts, you keep changing the intro of your story because you try and write the intro because you know you're about to send it on full time. And then you're writing that you know, Liverpool have put up a great brave effort, been knocked out or same as Spurs or whatever. And then you've got to change it. Well, I tell young, uh, I did a talk recently. I, I speak to young journalists, wannabe journalists, prospective journalists. And I say, if you want real hardcore training, be a football writer in Singapore and deal with the time difference. Mm. World Cup 2014, Belo Horizonte, I was there. It was Iran and Argentina. It was nil-nil, right? And that's a great story for Asia. Yep. Iran, it was Carlos Quiroz yes. was the coach. They've held the World Cup contenders for 89 minutes and 50-odd seconds, mm. nil-nil. I've written it, yep. and I've sent it. I had to send <laughs> oh, the story no. before the final whistle mm. to the new paper. Yep. I had to send the story. So I'm sitting back all pleased with myself. Messi beats one, beats two. I'm the only person in the stadium going, <laughs> no, no, no. And the Argies are going mad around me. Beats another one, cuts oh, inside, no. curls it, oh. top corner. Pandemonium. I swore my head off. Yeah. Because... You've got to rewrite 200 words in a matter of seconds. Mm. So, yes, you're absolutely right about the time difference. And very, very briefly, your thing about Liverpool reminds me of this classic sitcom. Singaporeans won't remember it. They don't know it. But there was a program called The Likely Lads. Mm. It was shown in Australia. And the whole premise of Half Hour's comedy was two guys not wanting to know the score mm. because they were going to see the highlights <laughs> on TV that night, right? And it was Now, that doesn't mean anything to young yeah, Singaporeans yeah, yeah. because we've got Instagram, we've got social mm. media. So the whole episode, they go in the pub, they go in the supermarket, don't tell me the score, don't tell me the score, I'm watching the highlights, don't tell me the score. Don't. Last shot, last scene in the TV show, they get home, we did it, we got the whole day, we don't know the score, sit down, crack open the beers, we regret to inform you that the match was called off because of a waterlogged pitch. <laughs> Love it. And uh, who knows what's going to be the last twist and turn. Sunday's final day of the Premier League season. Will it be another season final day like the uh, Sergio Aguero season a few years ago when Man City won the title and Hope so. Queen's Park Rangers were beaten and Manchester United were denied? Let's uh, find out and see. Do enjoy the final day of the season. We'll have more from Neil Humphreys right here on Money FM shortly.